அலமதுல்லாஹிஃபாஸ்லாத்துலாமின்ஷாத்தாலிரீமிஸ்மில்லாஹிர்ரஹ்மானிர்ரஹீம் அஜபல்லிஅமிரில்முஸ்பெக்டாம் the reality of this dunya has been highlighted in many ayat of the quran sharif many ahadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam sallam la talasidum alhayatud dunya illa lahu wa la'ib wa inna ad-dar al-akhirata lahi al-hayawan law kanu ya'lamun this worldly life this goes away in play and amusement that's how people just while away this life and that is what this life just all appears to be just some play and amusement play and amusement in other words there is there, is, there isn't any thing really much in this life that a person can say is of worth anything in terms of the dunya aspects the real life the real life is inna ad-dar al-akhirata lahi al-hayawan the real life is a life of akhirat life of dunya is a very very temporary phase that we are passing through and this is a place where a mu'min should never be attaching his heart to This is a place of deception wa mal hayatud dunya illa mataul ghurur. This is mataul ghurur just goods of deception. So in the Quran Sharif also Allah Taala gives us the same message about what is the reality of this dunya. The Hadith Sharif Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam also highlights the same message. Kun fi dunya ka annaka gharib aw aabiru sabeel. Be in this dunya as if you are a stranger. Not even just any stranger, Abiru Sabil, stranger on the road. He's on the move, so he pays even less attention to what is around him. The stranger that is stationed somewhere, he still takes note to some extent, but not too much, to some extent. But the person on the move, he just bypasses it. Whatever scenery and whatever other. things come along he just bypasses it the bees are also missing be in dunya ka annaka gharib aw aabiru sabeel in another hadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam gives his own example mali wali dunya what link and relationship do i have with dunya illa ka raqibin istazalla tahta shajaratin thumma raha wa tarakaha my relationship is dunya is just this much like a person traveling 
he needed to rest for a short while. He came under a tree, in the shade of the tree, he rested for a short while and then he moved on. That little period of time that he came under the tree and rested was this dunya. The rest is his journey. So when he is resting in that short while under the shade, in the shade of that tree also, his heart and mind is towards his destination. He doesn't make that space under the tree his permanent abode, or he doesn't try to now think of how to make this the best place possible on earth. His destination is where what he is focused towards. So in all these ayat of the Quran Sharif and many other ayat, these ahadiths of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi and so many more. The simple lesson that is being given to us, but the very, very deep lesson, very fundamental lesson, that dunya is not a place to attach the heart to. Insan is insan. We naturally get attached to many, attached to many, attached to many things around us. But despite that this is part of the nature of insan, that he gets attached to things around him, the lesson is still don't attach, attach, attach your heart. He's going to get attached, but if he keeps making himself conscious of this, that I'm not supposed to be attaching myself too much to dunya, then, then, inshallah, there will be some moderation in everything. But if this consciousness is not even there, this reminder is not there, person doesn't ponder over this reality of dunya repeatedly, then the heart will become so engrossed in so engrossed in so engrossed in dunya and so deeply deeply attached to dunya that then it will become extremely difficult to bear any kind of disruption in dunya. When a person whose heart is to a point aloof from dunya, dunya is dunya, dunya is a place which is going to be filled with challenges. Allah Ta'ala has already spelled this out. Allah Ta'ala has already spelled this out in the Quran, the Quran Sharif. Dunya is Darul Imtihan. Dunya is a place of test. Dunya is a place where all kinds of challenges will come. And these challenges, they come in two different ways. The same challenge, the same challenge will come to somebody but for him it will be Rahmat. And the same challenge will come to another person, to another person, to another person, it will be Azab. Whether it is Rahmat or Azab, it will depend on how that person has... What, what happened when it came? The challenge will come sometimes in the form of ease. The challenge may come in the form of adversity. Both. Sometimes it will come in the form of ease. How does a person then take it? If that ease and comfort that came became a means of him getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. He made shukar, shukar verbally, shukar practically by using those na'mats and bounties in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Then that became a means of rahmat for him. That was a rahmat. And if that same ease and comfort and abundance and affluence became a barrier for him to progress in deen. It became an obstacle in the obedience of Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala. It started tempting him and driving him in the wrong direction. 
then as much as that might have seemed to be a very great bounty, it was azab. If that became the reason for him now becoming disobedient to Allah Ta'ala, that I have excess now, I can do as I wish. Now I can go and live it up in all the wrong places which I didn't do all my life. Then that is an azab. It might have, see, it might have, see, it might have seemed to be something. It might have seemed to be very good. Zahiruhu fihi rahma wa min qibalihi azab. Outwardly it seemed to be rahmat, but within it was azab. And likewise, that adversity, that adversity outwardly was a difficulty, was a hardship, chip, chip. But if that started making a person more conscious of Allah Ta'ala, it started making him remember Allah Ta'ala more, started, make, started making him make Tawbah, made him make amends for the past, made him more conscious of his deen, then regardless of what it appeared to be, that was Rahmat. So this is one very important part of life that we have to understand that dunya is a place of challenge and challenges will keep coming challenges will come to everyone it will come in one form or another it will come either in the form of ease it might come in the form of adversity either form can be rahmat can be azab how does a person respond to it that will indicate what it was for him person responded in a positive way which brought him closer to Allah Ta'ala that was a rahmat that became a means of distancing from Allah Ta'ala that became azab so this is the reality of dunya reality of dunya reality of dunya that these challenges will come this is what life is dunya is dunya but with all these challenges that come if a person has been connected to Allah wa ta'ala, then Allah ta'ala will provide the comfort in those challenges. In the time of Nuhar when the floods came, water gushed from every direction. The Nur, the oven where the fire used to be lit. So now the fire, fire is a place where there is no sign of any water because any drop of water, any gush of water will all be dried out immediately. It's a place of fire. But even water gushed out of the place of fire. From every direction. So it wasn't that those who were that small group of people who were obedient to Allah Ta'ala and who had brought Iman on Allah Ta'ala, who had brought Iman on Nuhalli that they were on some island, they didn't notice any floods, they didn't notice any rain coming. They didn't notice the water coming from any direction. No, no, they were also right in there. Right there where all the destruction was taking place, taking place, they were in the midst of it. But being in the midst of it, Allah Ta'ala provided the ark for them also. Allah Ta'ala provided that ark which became the source, the means, the apparent means of their safety. So they also were in the midst of the storm. But in the midst of the storm, 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 Allah Ta'ala provided the ark for them. Beforehand, Allah Ta'ala commanded Nuh wasalam, that you build this ark. Wasna'il fulka bi'a'yunina wa wahina. 
as we will command, uh, give you the instruction, whatever command will come, how you must go about it, what we will inspire, will inspire you to do, inspire you to do, inspire you to do, you build it accordingly. So Allah Ta'ala made, so made the intizam, made the arrangements for their safety before the calamity came also. Before the calamity came, Allah Ta'ala provided the means of their safety. So a person who is obedient to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, a person who is trying to do whatever Allah Ta'ala has commanded, insan is insan, he sometimes slips up, sometimes makes a mistake, but he lives his life between Toba, between Taqwa and Toba. He is making every effort to live his life on Taqwa, and if he slips up somewhere, he immediately makes sincere Toba. Turns to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, repents sincerely, begs Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, sheds tears of remorse and regret, makes amends, then he's back on the track of taqwa. So now the person who is living his life on the line of taqwa, being obedient to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, challenges will come to anyone and everyone. But because he is trying to be obedient to Allah Ta'ala, trying to live his life on taqwa, one is with the barakat of that taqwa, He'll get safe from the harm. He'll get safe from the difficulty. He'll get safe from the illness. He'll get safe from the calamity. But does it mean that this may never happen to him? No, no, not necessary. Difficulties, hardships, challenges, this is not, as mentioned, always azab. This comes in the form of a difficulty, but it is rahmat. For many a person it is rahmat. In fact, Rasulullah declared very, very clearly, Ashaddun nasi bala'an al-anbiya, thumma al-amsal fal-amsal. The people who are tested the most, the most severe tests come on the anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. Now, who is closer to Allah Ta'ala than them? Nobody can come an iota close to that maqam and position and status that the anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam enjoyed. That proximity that they had to Allah wa Ta'ala, anybody after the Amiya Ali Musalam can't even dream about it. They were the closest people to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala says they are the people who are tested the most. Challenges come upon them the most. Summal Amsal Fal Amsal. Then those who are closest in rank. Al Amsal Fal Afdal. Those who are closest in rank, those who are the best after them. And then those who are the best after them. In other words, a person gets tested according to his position in the court of Allah Ta'ala. And that test, that test is an expression of Rahmat. And is an expression of Muhammad. But it is not necessary that this insan, insan with his weak understanding, his limited capacities and capabilities, and his very, very feeble mind that he is going to understand the wisdom behind this. How is this, which is the surat of difficulty, how can this be Rahmat? Where is this insan with his small mind and his, and his feeble thinking and his deficient understanding, where is he going to be able to understand it? Now that little child, six years old, seven years old, 
now he's been woken up early in the morning. Now you have to now go to school. You have to now, you have to now, you have to now get ready. And it's a cold winter morning. Now he regards this as a total azab. And he regards his parents as the greatest zalims on earth. And then after that, one thing after the other. And now he must go and learn this and do that. So now, if he complains to somebody that my parents are the greatest zalims. Early in the morning, winter, it's so cold. And I must still wake up, I must leave the house. And I must go out. I love my parents so much. I want to stay by them. They're chasing me away from the house. Now that child, he sees this as a terrible punishment that he's being put through. He sees this as an azab. He sees this as tremendous punishment. But he can't understand that no, this is not punishment. Behind this difficulty, behind this, behind this discomfort, behind whatever, behind whatever I'm seeing and I'm experiencing, Behind this is a very great uh, rahmat that's coming. There's very great ease and comfort coming thereafter. So now in this little dunya, which is also such a feeble thing, in this short little, in the small dunya of ours, here also we can't understand where that little discomfort, how it's going to bring some good. How are we going to understand where this little discomfort of dunya is going to bring the good of akhirat? How are we going to understand that link? The only way we will understand it is without trying to understand to submit. Without trying to apply our reasoning and logic. But to submit to what Allah and His Rasul have given us wholeheartedly. Allah Ta'ala has already spelt it out. Nabi Islam has spelt it out to us. That the person who responds positively to the things of the challenges of dunya, to these tests and trials, on the one side, as repeatedly discussed, we should only beg for afiyat. But, these challenges that come, they come as rahmat for a person. Provided he takes it in the right way. So here in this ayat of the, in this hadith, Nabi Islam says, Ashaddu nasi bala'an al-anbiya, thumma al-amsal fal-amsal. Then further Nabi Islam says, that this mu'min challenges keep coming upon him. One after the other. To the extent that finally he ends up walking on earth in a condition that there is not a single sin left of him. Now, what a rahmat this is. What a rahmat this is that in this dunya Allah Ta'ala cleaned out a person. But it came in the form of some difficulty. But it became such a rahmat for him because he responded positively. He didn't just become heedless in that also. And get deeply, more even even deeper in sin. Hazrat Nu'man bin Bashir, very great Sahabi, it is related from him that he says, Al halaka kull al halaka. Total destruction, utter destruction. What? What is utter destruction? An ta'amara bisu ifil musiba, okamakal. That there is a calamity, there is some hardship, there is difficulty, there is a pandemic. There's so much of suffering and pain all around and pain all around and a person in that condition also is still getting involved in sin blatantly, still getting involved in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, still so heedless. This is absolute destruction. This is going headlong into destruction.
if nothing else, if the various things of encouragement from the Quran and Sunnah didn't jolt him, this should have finally jolted him. The type of conditions that are prevailing should have jolted him. Should have jolted him to bring him to his, rea- to his senses, bring him to the reality, I need to turn to Allah Ta'ala in repentance. If that didn't happen also, this is utter destruction. So in any case, these things come, it comes to a mu'min, comes to a disbeliever, it comes to a muttaqi, it comes to a fajir. For one person this will become azab, for another person it will become rahmat. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself went through every kind of challenge. Once Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala came in, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was suffering a fever. So he noticed this and he noticed the extent of the fever. And he said to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Can we imagine he is saying it? They were not of the type of people who would exaggerate things. And he is, what he is witnessing, he is saying to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that you are really experiencing a very severe fever. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam responded and said, Ajal. Yes. Inni la'u aku kamayu aku rajulani minkum. The fever I experience is the fever of two people, two others. Meaning the fever that others experience, I experience double that. What fever others experience, I experience double that. Allah Ta'ala's shan, Allah Ta'ala's qudrat, that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so to say presented himself as tasalli for the ummah, as a kind of consolation for the ummah, that any kind of challenge if the ummah is going through, if some person in the ummah is going through poverty, then he will not find his poverty anywhere close to the extent of poverty that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi went through. Days on end, nothing cooked in the house of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Three moons are seen, two months in between. Nothing to cook, nothing. Several incidents there are where some guests came. Nabi Sallallahu sent somebody to the homes, homes. Nine wives at one time they were sent somebody to the homes to find out is there anything to feed the guest. And one answer comes from every home. Ma indana illal indana illal indana illal ma. The only thing available is water. So if somebody has some starvation and poverty, he'll find that his Nabi Sallallahu went through something even more greater in that regard. If somebody is suffering a fever, his fever won't be anywhere close to the fever that Nabi Sallallahu experienced. Once Nabi Sallallahu came and Hazrat Umm Sahib radiallahu ta'ala anha, a sahabiya, she was suffering a fever and she was shivering. Nabi Sallallahu asked her, what is this, you shivering? So she said, Alhumma la barakallahu fi. What, what can I say? It was fever. Allah ta'ala, she cursed the fever. La barakallahu fi. Nabi Islam said, La tasubbil humma. Oh, don't, don't, don't curse. Don't curse the fever. This fever is such that a person doesn't experience any fever except that tuzhibu bil khataya kama yuzhibu kiru khabas al hadid. That he just sheds off and cleans off a person's sins. Like the furnace cleans up the dirt and rust from iron. And a person puts that iron, now because fever, now because fever, now because fever is heat also. And that furnace is heat. 
So the description is given of something of a similar nature. That when that iron, all the rust and whatever else, and whatever dirt might be in that metal still, but when it's put into that furnace, in a short while everything is cleaned out, it's just pure iron left. So likewise this Ibn Abid Dunya, rahimahullah, very great personality, muhaddith, he says the Salaf, in one night's fever, they would sometimes have the hope that the whole lifetime of sin got washed out. This was the extent of hope they had that this one nice fever has wiped out a lifetime of sin. In fact, it is mentioned in Mahdi Sharif that on the day of Qiyamad, now, this discussion started off on the note that this comes in the form of sometimes a difficulty, but it's Rahmad. And in that Rahmad, like the time of Nuh Salam, before the difficulty comes, if a person is obedient to Allah wa ta'ala, to start off with, with the barakat of that obedience, that difficulty may never come to him. But if it comes, with the barakat of that obedience of Allah Ta'ala, with the barakat of that taqwa, with the barakat of the a'mal, the barakat of the tawbah and istighfar, the barakat of turning to Allah Ta'ala in sincere repentance, Allah Ta'ala will uplift that difficulty. And sometimes that difficulty may be there for a period of time, so whether it is there for a short time or a longer time, but if the difficulty comes, Allah Ta'ala doesn't leave that sincere servant of his in the lurch. Allah Ta'ala provides the comfort for him. What will be the comfort? In all these halat, if that difficulty came, and if it remained also for a while, but the person is obedient to Allah Ta'ala, he is trying his best to do what Allah Ta'ala has commanded him to do, stay away from sin. Allah Ta'ala provides him the comfort of sabr. Allah Ta'ala gives him the sabr. That in that condition, otherwise if a person thinks about it, where is this weak insan and being able to go through something, sometimes people see them in what conditions and wonder, how is this person ever managing, ever managing this? But how is he managing it? Allah Ta'ala bless it Allah Ta'ala gave him that courage at that time. Later on, he might also be totally uh, amazed and bewildered, in fact. I can't think of it, how I went through it. How he went through it. Allah Ta'ala made it possible. On the one side, that was Rahmat. Allah Ta'ala made that Rahmat easy to bear with sabr. Nabi Islam says, a person has never been bestowed with a gift. Nobody has been bestowed with a gift greater and better than sabr. Allah Ta'ala blesses him with that sabr. And Allah Ta'ala enables him to go through it. But in that, what he, in that, what he received, that is, that is something that he would have never been able to perhaps achieve with all the best amal that he could have done. Comes in the Hadith Sharif on the day of Qiyamah, Yawaddu Ahlul Bala, that the people who had ease, comfort in dunya, they were good also, but they didn't have that difficulty that others had, they didn't go through those challenges, we should never ever ask for those challenges, never ever show our bravery in front of Allah Ta'ala, always show our humility, our weakness, our feebleness, 
But on the day of Qiyamah, people who had it easy, so to say, when they will see the rewards being given to those who had been through challenges and tests and trials, but they remained patient and they remained obedient to Allah Ta'ala, when they will see what rewards are being now dished out to them, they will start wishing on the day of Qiyamah that they would wish that in dunya their skins were cut up with scissors and they had made sabr on that how much they would now have gained not that this is something to wish for while a person is in dunya what the message is and what is being actually encouraged is that a person in any condition that comes up if it's a challenge he should adopt it with sabr Adopt it with the right mindset. His mind and his thinking must be positive. Hazrat Urwa bin Zubair, rahimahullah, great tabi'i, he had four sons, one of his sons passed away. It happened that something was a problem on that very same day that his son passed away, his one foot had to be amputated also. On the one side his son has passed away and his one foot is now amputated also. So now this was a very very trying situation. So in any case, now the whole night some family members, others were now tending to him every now and then coming and checking on him because now his foot, as it is, he suffered this loss and then his foot got amputated also. So somebody else came to check on him also. Now they, he's, he's saying something in the dead of the night, in the darkness. So he's listening carefully. What is he saying? He's been through so much. He's two great tests in one time. He's been through so much. What is he saying? So he listens carefully. So he's talking to Allah Ta'ala. Say, Ya Allah, I had four sons. You took one, you left three for me. But. You only took one. You left three for me. If you had taken all, what could I have done? Always yours. But you left three for me. Allah had four limbs, two hands and two legs, two feet. Out of these four, you took one only. You left the other three for me. Allah, how much can I... I can't thank you enough. I cannot express my gratitude and sugar enough. That you still left me with so much. Subhanallah, can we imagine that manner of thinking? That despite the challenges, but a person is thinking yet in such a positive way. Now that is that sabr that Allah Ta'ala gives. That a person is still composed. He's definitely in pain. He's definitely in grief. Nabi Islam experienced grief also. When his child passed away, his eyes shed tears. One Sahabi felt this very strange. He expected that there should be no expression of grief. Nabi Islam said that is rahmat which Allah Ta'ala has put in the heart of a mu'min. But we only say that which our Rabbi is pleased with. We don't utter anything out of line. So grief was definitely there. He lost his son. His foot got amputated. He was definitely in pain. Severe pain. But that is وَمَا أُعْتِيَ أَحَدٌ أَطَاعًا خَيْرًا وَأَوْسَعَ مِنَ الصَّبْرِ Allah Ta'ala brought the situation out. Allah Ta'ala granted him the sabr as well. That in this condition, he is being blessed with raza bil qada. That he is pleased with the decree of Allah Ta'ala. One Buzruk, somebody asked him, while passing, somebody one day, or maybe they came to visit him or something, asked him, how are you keeping? 
How's everything? How are you keeping? So he said, what are you asking such a person, how are you keeping? The person who everything in the whole world is going according to his desire. This person got a shock. This is a statement of kufr. How can you make a statement like that? Everything in the world is happening according to your desire. This is Allah Ta'ala's kudrat and power, Allah Ta'ala's command, everything happens with Allah Ta'ala's will. You see, no, no, what I'm saying, that you're asking me how I'm feeling, the person who everything is happening according to how he desired it, how can he be in any kind of negative feeling? He'll be enjoying to the best. But how can you make such a statement? He says, the, what I'm saying is, I've made complete fana. I've annihilated my desire in the decree of Allah Ta'ala. That whatever Allah Ta'ala has decreed, I'm 100% happy with it. If I've had something to eat, I'm happy with that. What I had to eat, I'm happy with that because Allah Ta'ala provided it. And if I was starving, I'm happy with that because Allah Ta'ala brought it about. If I'm in health, I'm happy with that because Allah Ta'ala granted it. And if there's illness and sickness, I'm happy with that because Allah Ta'ala gave it. If there is ease, it's Allah Ta'ala's gift, I'm happy with it. If there's a challenge and test, I've annihilated my desire in the decree of Allah Ta'ala. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has decreed for me, that is what I'm happy with. So now when I'm happy totally forever, because everything that happens is with the decree of Allah Ta'ala, and I've annihilated my desire in the decree of Allah Ta'ala, why won't I be perpetually happy? So now this was meant to be a lesson, when he was asked, how are you? He used this as an opportunity to give this lesson. That to be perpetually happy, the prescription for that is, to annihilate one's desire in the decree of Allah Ta'ala. That to be happy with what Allah Ta'ala has decreed. Raza bil qada. That doesn't mean that insan won't feel pain, he won't feel grief. But when he is happy for the mentally, intellectually happy with the decree of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will give that comfort to his heart. And Allah Ta'ala will provide that sabr. Aura bin Zubair, rahimahullah, in this condition, this is how he's talking to Allah Ta'ala. There was one very senior Alim Qazi Abdul Qadir Sahib Rahmatullah used to be based in England. He was one of the seniors in the work of Jawad. So he was once in Pakistan and he met in a very serious accident. Very, very serious accident. And it was appearing that he's not even going to survive this. His whole face was disfigured. One person who had seen him in that condition, he mentioned that it was hard to even look at him. So he was now very seriously injured. Some of the seniors from the Merkaz went to visit him. After a few days he had now somewhat recovered a little, but still in a very serious condition. So when these people came to visit him, so now normally the person who is ill, some, the person who goes to visit, he should be saying some words of comfort, saying some words to try and uplift the spirits of the sick person. Don't say anything that will now dishearten him, things that will now make him feel despondent. Even if it appears that there is no chance that this person is going to survive. Nabi Islam says, Nafisu, that uh, give him hope. It will not change whatever Allah Ta'ala has decreed, but it will please the heart of a mu'min. So in any case, now this is what they plan to do. But before they could say anything, 
he started saying to them, see whatever happened, happened. The first thing is, Allah Ta'ala's fazal, that this, this accident happened, it happened to my, my physical self, not on my iman. My body has been in an accident, not my iman. Can you imagine if the iman was in an accident, then what? Number two, that whatever happened, but how much worse than this it could still have been. <coughs> Allah Ta'ala saved me from that. The first point of shukr, that whatever happened, jism par chot aya, iman par chot nahi aya. My body is injured, but alhamdulillah the iman didn't get injured. Then the second thing is, that it could have been so much more worse than what happened. Physically also whatever happened, it could have been ten times, hundred times worse. Allah Ta'ala saved me from all that. The third thing is, that now I am in this condition, so you all came to visit me. You all came to visit me, to visit a sick person. It became good for you all also. That now the angels are making dua, maghfirat for you all. 70,000 angels are making dua for you. So my illness, so my condition became good for you also. Now in that condition, person is between life and death, doesn't know whether he'll survive. And yet in all those halat and conditions, but the focus of the mind, the composure of the heart, and that peace and tranquility in that condition, this is that summer Allah Ta'ala gives. So this doesn't, now this, can this be ever called, though it is something we should ask for afiyatham, but this was 100% rahmat. Though we should be asking for afiyat, but this was not an azab for him. But yes, we are very weak in dunya. We should never ever ask for any challenge. But the point is that if some difficulty comes, some challenge comes, then a person should be focusing that what is this going to bring in terms of the reward from Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. And whatever ibadah the person will do, person will perform salah. That salah, if he performs a lengthy salah, he'll decide one para, two para, somebody might decide three paras in the salah. It'll take half an hour, it'll take 45 minutes, take one hour. That too rarely will perform such a lengthy salah. Person will make dua, how long he'll make dua? Five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen, twenty minutes at the most. Somebody will make tilawat of the Quran Sharif, somebody ten minutes, somebody twenty minutes, somebody more, half an hour, one hour. But then, stop. All these amal will be done to a point, and then insan is insan, he's tired, he'll get weak, he'll stop. So when he stops that amal, then the reward of that amal stops also. The person was performing salah, the reward of the salah was being written for him. He stopped the salah, the reward of the salah stopped. He was making tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, he was getting rewarded for it. Now he stopped reciting Qur'an Sharif, the reward stopped. But when a person is in some kind of difficulty, some kind of illness, and in that condition he is making sabr. Now that sabr doesn't stop because the difficulty is going on, one hour, two hours, one day, two days, five days, ten days. In that time, he must make dua for afiyat. must make dua for shifa. As the sunnah of Rasulullah he should take the practical steps to do whatever is possible to treat himself. He should take whatever steps are possible to try and protect himself from the difficulties of that illness, etc. 
You should take the steps that are within his capacity, within the, obviously within the boundaries of Shariat and Sunnah. So whatever he's able to do, he'll do. But now for that period of time that this illness continued, that continued 24-7 for that number of days. His salah was one hour at the most. His tilawat was half an hour. His dua was 5-10 minutes. His tasbihat zikr got finished in 5-10 minutes. But the sabr was throughout that time, provided he was making sabr. Throughout that time, the angels continue writing that reward of that sabr for him. Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ Those who are adopting sabr, their reward is limitless. So, halat come in dunya, dunya is dunya, dunya is a place of challenge. We should keep asking Allah Ta'ala for afiyad. Keep asking Allah Ta'ala to save us and protect us from all calamities and hardships. Make dua for ourselves, for our families, for the whole ummah. But in all these halat and conditions, the thinking must be in the right direction. The mindset must be correct. And in all this, a person must have hope for the rewards from Allah Ta'ala. He must not become despondent. He must not become... Uh, lose hope in the mercy of Allah Ta'ala but remain firm, remain steadfast his hope should build even more his taluk and connection with Allah Ta'ala should grow even greater then this has become an entirely it has entirely become a rahmat for him it has become a means of gaining tremendously in the court of Allah Ta'ala a means of getting tremendous blessings on the day of Qiyamah outwardly it might have seemed that something went like somebody had a bicycle and that bicycle was taken away from him outwardly that bicycle was taken away but in return he was given the top of the range car now as it is he's puffing up the hill and going with that bicycle now he got top of the range car so now does he regard that bicycle that was taken away which was replaced with this car as an azab does he regard that bicycle that went away as a pain does he regard it as something to grieve over? Does it create any kind of sorrow in his heart? He says that, well, let it go. If that went and brought this, if in that got replaced with this, is that anything to grieve over? So likewise, a person whose heart is attached to Allah, ta'ala, who is living a life of taqwa, who is focused correctly, then he will focus on all the good that will come in return. All the rewards that will come from the side of Allah Ta'ala. So that illness too becomes a great rahmat for him. That loss becomes a great rahmat for him. Allah Ta'ala is the provider. Allah Ta'ala alone is the sustainer. Allah Ta'ala alone is the nourisher. And everything is in Allah Ta'ala's qudrat. Allah Ta'ala's treasures don't ever decrease. This is dunya. A little test comes. This little test is to make this insan. Because dunya, this is a system Allah Ta'ala. Everything goes through something. That gold... To become really worthwhile, it has to go through that furnace. Now it comes out after that furnace has now cleansed out all the dirt and whatever else was in it. Now that gold has its true value. This dunya is also a kind of furnace. Allah Ta'ala protect us, Allah Ta'ala save us. Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat. But this is dunya. These challenges come. What is required is to keep our focus towards Allah Ta'ala. And the comfort comes through the amal, through the connection with Allah Ta'ala through the istighfar, through 
increasing our toba and getting more closer to Allah Ta'ala, pondering over all the rewards of the sabr and having full hope, inna ma'al usri yusra, inna ma'al usri yusra, that after difficulty, Allah Ta'ala is promising ease will come. After difficulty, ease will come. So this is Allah Ta'ala's promise. A person has yaqeen in that. And how it will come, in which form it will come, it's all in Allah Ta'ala's prerogative. This banda submits himself to Allah Ta'ala. This makes even his dunya and him, his conditions of dunya also a rahmat for him. And the real place of that rahmat where it will become apparent and clear will be the akhirat. Allah Ta'ala, wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat in dunya also. Allah Ta'ala protect us from every calamity, hardship. And Allah Ta'ala keep us steadfast on deen, on the amal of deen. Allah Ta'ala bless us with His special rahmat, bless the entire ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alam. وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما من أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله La ilaha illallah 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 
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا أحدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وصل على سيدنا محمد كلما وصل عن ذكره الغافلون ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرتها اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرتها ولا هم إلا فرجتها ولا هم إلا فرجتها ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به وعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله يا الله you alone our Allah يا الله you alone our creator يا الله you alone our sustainer يا الله you alone our nourisher يا الله you alone our razaq يا الله you alone our shafi يا الله you alone grand cure يا الله إله العالمين you are the only one يا الله that has everything in your control يا الله إله العالمين يا الله Allah, we are your servants and only Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, out of your grace and mercy, Allah. It's only your tawfiq, Allah. Allah, we've not bowed down to any tree, Allah. We've not bowed down before any animal, Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, we made salah, Allah. We performed our isha salah, Allah. We put our heads down in sajda to you alone, Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, we worshipped you, Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Allah, whatever we are, Allah. We are your servants, Allah. We are your slaves, Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, we are the ummatis of your Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. إله العالمين شو يا رحمة فارس يا الله شو يا غريس فارس يا الله شو يا مخفرة فارس يا الله الله وتبه يا الله يا يا مسلم فرسان يا الله يا يوز يا الله ترى you have declared your Quran Sharif قل يا عبادي الذين أسرفوا على أنفسهم لا تقنصوا من رحمة الله إن الله يغفر الذنوب جميعا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم يا باسيا بيع باكس الله سلم تناوز And say, oh, my servants have transgressed their souls. Don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah. <laughs> Verily Allah forgives all sins. Ilahul Alameen, we are those servants who have transgressed our souls, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have sinned, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we have broken your commands, Ya Allah. We've been so ungrateful, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we did not rough summer, Ya Allah. We did not make shukar, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all your nervous and bounties, Ya Allah. We abused it, Ya Allah. We used it to break your commands, Ya Allah. Allah, but whatever we have, we are your slaves, Ya Allah. We are your servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we have full hope in your mercy, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. 
forgive the, our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, show your maghfirat to the ummah, Ya Allah. Show your rahmat to the ummah, Ya Allah. Allahumma aslih ummah Sayyidina Muhammadin, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahumma arham ummah Sayyidina Muhammadin, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahumma aghfir li ummah Sayyidina Muhammadin, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. اللهم فرج عن امتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم الله العالمين يا الله فوجيف ذا انتاي امتي الله يا الله grant us in the entire ummah the tawfiq of those amal that bring down your rahmat ya allah save us in the entire ummah from those actions that bring down azab ya allah الله العالمين we are very weak ya allah we are extremely weak ya allah ya allah we are not capable of trials and tests ya allah الله العالمين we beg for your afiyat ya allah we beg for your afiyat ya allah اللهم انا نسلك العفو والعافيه اللهم انا نسلك العفو والعافيه اللهم انا نسلك العفو والعافيه والمعافاه الدائمه في الدين والدنيا والاخره والفوز بالجنه والنجاه من النار والفوز بالجنه والنجاه من النار اللهم عافنا ونجنا من كل بلاء الدنيا وعذاب القبر وعذاب الاخره بالله العالمين يا الله يكرمك توتال العافيه يا الله كرامت صافيتنا والدين يا الله كرامت صافيتنا والدنيا يا الله save us from all calamities and hardships ya allah save the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin ya allah uplift all the illnesses and viruses ya allah ilahul alamin protect us and protect the entire ummah ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah you grant ya allah ya allah these kind of hardships and difficulties and challenges ya allah ilahul alamin is a form of forgiveness ya allah as a form of rahmat ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah you change this rahmat for the rahmat of afiyat for us ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you grant us the rahmat of afiyat ya allah afiyat is also your extremely great rahmat ya allah ya allah we are begging for the rahmat of afiyat ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah you grant us the tawfiq of doing all that which pleases you ya allah enable us to perform our five times salah with jamaah ya allah grant us the tawfiq of ya allah performing every salah in the way you are pleased with it ya allah grant us khushu and khudu in our salah ya allah ilahul alamin grant us the tawfiq of reciting the quran sharif daily ya allah grant us the tawfiq of making your zikr daily ya allah keep us perpetually in your remembrance ya allah keep us perpetually in your remembrance ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah make us those who ya allah live the ayat uskurullah zikran kaseera ilahul alamin enable us to be perpetually in your remembrance ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah grant us the tawfiq of being all those amal that you are pleased with ya allah save us from all the haram all the sins ya allah Save us from all the vices, Ya Allah. Cleanse our hearts out from all the evils, Ya Allah. Make us those kind of servants whom you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with ikhlas, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with taqwa, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with tawakkul, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with yaqeen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with zuhud, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with inamat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, fill our hearts with all the beautiful, noble qualities, Ya Allah. Remove all the evils from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, all those who are sick of them, shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect us and protect each one, Ya Allah, from every ailment, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, cures from all our spiritual ailments, Ya Allah. Cures from our physical ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. All those in any financial difficulties, remove with the dafiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant halal and tayyib risk filled with barakat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, all those who are in debt, Ya Allah. Make the debt get paid out easily, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant them, Ya Allah, the tawfiq of Ya Allah. Ya Allah, paying out every bit of those debts without any difficulty, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Those in anxiety, depression, worry, grief. Ya Allah, you remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with itminan and sukoon, Ya Allah. 